0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, Angus Morrison, is a chartered accountant for crypto accounts here in Australia. Now, look, we do have an international audience here, but a lot of audience are based in Australia. So I thought it'd be very interesting to get somebody on who can actually talk to us about the tax element of ourselves in the crypto space. So it's great having you, Angus. Thanks so much for spending your time with us.
1: No worries, Craig. Thanks for having me.
0: Excellent. So, um, listen. I mean, this must be quite fascinating for you. It's, it's fascinating for all of us involved in the space and the tax side of it. Has been a bit of a head scratcher for um, for many of us in the community for quite a while. What's um, you know, your background? You want to tell us how you got into being a crypto accountant?
1: Yeah, sure, Craig. Yeah, um, I was running an accounting practice, and which I'm still running, obviously, um, with just standard tax work, and um, a couple of friends. Um, Mick and Alec, uh, hopefully they'll be listening. So um, they got me into it. And, um, yeah, so I started um, learning about Bitcoin from them and, um, yeah, just researched a lot about Bitcoin and became maybe a little bit too fascinated by Bitcoin. Um, And, yeah, and it just went from there.
0: So, um, I mean, one of the things that that is really interesting we had a a brief conversation leading up to this interview to make sure I understand what I need to about you. And it seems to me that, I mean, there's a lot of confusion out there at the moment. A lot of people, everywhere I go, I have people asking me, what do we do about tax? What do we do about tax? And and, the only thing I can say is speak to your accountant. That that is really all I can say. Um, So you're probably going to have quite a captive audience here. What do you think are the most important things that people need to understand about crypto? Um, their taxes and how they position themselves.
1: The key thing initially is to understand whether you're an investor or a trader from the ATO's perspective, because um, though, or, or if you're a trader, you get taxed on all your gains and you can claim your losses against other income, providing you meet the certain tests. Whereas if you're an investor, you can only claim your losses against other capital gains. And if you hold a coin for more than 12 months, you get 50% off your capital gains tax. So it's really important to understand because just that distinction will depend on how you have to treat your uh, crypto for tax purposes.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, the, I guess the differentiation that, I, that I'm interested in, uh, and I'm sure that many that are listening will be interested in the same, is that I mean, it's easy for me to say, look, I, I bought, let's say I bought Bitcoin um, and I've held Bitcoin for two months and I've sold that. Now, that for many people, uh, especially in this space, they might not look at that as an investment. The, sorry, they might not look at that as a trade, but as an investment uh, as well as you know, I, I said to you earlier, you know, how do we differentiate trading between a trading activity between investing activity? I thought maybe margin might be the way, but can you explain the way that the ATO sees and how you can differentiate? Because it's not just going to be a statement of you going, oh, no, that one was an investment, this one was a trade. That, that's just not going to cut it. So what do people need to do to differentiate the two so they can have that tax uh, 50% tax break if they hold for long enough?
1: Yeah, so a couple of things there. So firstly, to differentiate between the two, you've got to look at what the ATO tests are. And then you've got to look at uh, more than just the test because there have been, I suppose, test cases um, because it's not a black and white um, ruling or there aren't black and white rules about whether you're a trader or investor. So the ATO have issued guidance and they've issued like this sort of case study on their website, which is all fine, but the difficulty is that It still can be a grey area depending on your circumstances. So, excuse me. in that case, you have to have a look at the legal cases that have gone before the courts where um, the courts have decided whether someone's been a trader or an investor. So, obviously, you you don't want to go through all all those cases yourself if you're listening, but um, to give you an overview, the ATO's Guidance um, in terms of the difference between a a business and and an investor, so a buy and hold investor, depends on firstly the nature of your activities, whether you're in it to make a profit, whether you intend to carry on a business, um, whether you're organised in a business like manner, um, or it could potentially just be a hobby. But the the key one from the ATO cases is whether your activities are and your trading is repeated and regular. so the cases that the ATI have looked at um, around repetition and volume and regularity have been the keys to deciding whether you're an investor or a trader. Um, and you know there are some example cases where you know people have made a lot of trades over a short period of time, um, but because they've made a lot of trades, they've been held to be a trader. Um, in another case where they've So bought 20 parcels of shares in um, a 10-month period and then sold all those shares within five months. So, you know, they're a a trader. Um, Someone who's done um, a lot of trades. uh, The ATO case was like 64 transactions over three months but with little planning. Um, So the ATO commented there was a remarkable lack of sophistication and planning about the trading, um, but they were still carrying on a business. So if you've done a lot of trades in crypto it's quite likely you're going to be held to be a trader. Um, an investor will be someone who's made spasmodic purchases um, of share of, or well, the HO use reference to shares in their cases, they haven't got to crypto. Um, if someone's held on to the, what they've bought or if they've been a small number of transactions. So those things are, <coughs> are really key to understand. So you have to just put your own circumstances um in the context of these cases, and decide whether you're an investor or a trader.
0: Well, I mean, if 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 you're somebody who's probably listening, you, you're more than likely based on that, um, you know, that example you gave, they're probably going to be traders. Um, I mean, high the, the, the reason being is because at the end of the day, if if the ATO haven't got a set rule, if it's a grey area, then they'll rule that you know, someone who's fairly active, it'll just be, you're a trader. Right? That's pretty much how I would see it work. And that's probably the best way to view it um, as an individual, i.e. assume the worst and plan for that. Um, so... I mean, the difficult thing that we've got. I mean, if if I think it's the to be a PTYL today, I think tax wise you're better off if you're going to make over one hundred and ten thousand a year. I think it's about one hundred nine thousand cut off for the sole trader, something like that. Well, that's how it was years ago, anyway. So it's difficult though because you, you might look at that and go, well, if I'm trading with, say, a hundred thousand dollars or investing with, sorry, with ten thousand dollars, we keep the number small. This market's quite spectacular in the sense that you, you know you could turn that into hundreds of thousands of dollars. It, that that could realistically happen now. Do you set up a structure, a corporate structure, like a proprietary limited, for example? Um, and, and you know, you got to pay your fees to set that up. You have got to do your taxes in a certain way, and that'll be separate to your private income tax. So it's an expense, is what I'm saying. It, it's an expense and it's a process, but it, you because know, you can't, you can't make the money then put it into a company. So it's it's a tricky one for an individual to decide okay you know if you were going in with 150 200 300,000 or a million yes you would you naturally say well I'll likely set up a corporate structure I'll I'll be a business I'll be a company I'll do it this way but for somebody who's starting out small do you have any guidelines as to what might be good for them if they if they think maybe taking a few trades a month um, and being fairly active in the space is there a better way to do it from your perspective
1: Well, one choice you've got if you're active, so if you are a trader, is to use a company. Um, A couple of key things to understand is that if you want to take the money out of the company, so if you've made profits and you want to take the money out, then there's no real tax advantage in doing that because the way money has to be taxed when it's taken out. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. The advantage of using a company um, is if you want to keep Trading and reinvest your profits, because if you're an individual, if you earn over thirty-seven grand, every dollar over that amount gets taxed at thirty-four and a half percent. If you earn eighty-seven grand, it's thirty-nine percent. So, if you trade through a company, there's the the fixed company tax rate, which is lower. So, you're going to have more left over in the company to reinvest in more more trading. Um, but if you take that money out of the company, there's no tax advantage. So, if you're in a situation where, like, let's say you, you're working and you're doing crypto trading on the side, if you don't need access to that money, then having a company can save you tax. Um, so that can be something worth looking at. Obviously, there are the cost of setting up and running a company, you know, the setup costs, you know, around a grand or whatever it is, and, you know, depending on the charge and so on. So it's going to cost you money to run a company. But if you're doing like a high volume of transactions and you want to make Good money, and you don't need access to that money straight away. Then the company can so definitely save you tax.
0: Here is something I am um, very interested in, in in this space: is that <clears throat> you know, if I if I buy and sell shares, when I sell AMP, um, and this is just a bit of curiosity from my point of view, if I sell my AMP shares back to Australian dollars, that's deemed a you know a, a taxable item. I understand that because it's coming back into Australian dollars, which the Australian government uh, sees as you know, a, a recognized currency. <clears throat> Get it. Now, with crypto to crypto, because what they're saying now is if I sell my Ethereum and move it back to Bitcoin, they're saying that's also a taxable event. Does that mean that the Australian government is now suggesting that Bitcoin is actually a relevant currency and Ethereum and anything else that we trade with?
1: Well, I don't know if you can say that it means the government's saying it's a currency. It's just saying it's an asset and they're saying whenever you... Um buy and sell assets, there there are tax implications.
0: Okay. All right. So, okay, so that's a different differentiation. I understand that now more so. So the difficult thing that we've got is, well, I'm going to throw it this far as to say the difficult thing the ATO has got is do they have the manpower to actually govern this properly? I mean, realistically, they asked a number of questions um, to the general public about how we should do things and looking for feedback. Now, I can't imagine that too many in the community said, "Oh, I'll do it crypto to crypto." As a matter of fact, I know that many, most, I saw so nobody mentioned that. They said, "Bring it back to Australian dollars." Now, I can understand that, you know, eventually the, you know, selling from one asset to another uh, is. It's a taxable income. I'm sorry, a taxable item. I, I understand that. I totally do. But you've got to start somewhere. Are they biting off more than they can chew? I mean, look, the, th- the problem we've got is that there's Binance coin you can sell into. There's Bitcoin. There's Ethereum. There's Dollar Tether. There's other platforms. That you can go to Huabi coin. There's so How are they, like, realistically, ATO, have you just put yourself in the
1: middle of the biggest shitstorm you've ever had because you can't keep up? Uh, I think... The um, issue from the ATO's point of view is that I mean they don't really have a choice. You know, I mean it's you know crypto is here and you know they have to manage it. And you know we have a self-assessment um, regime or you know tax on a self-assessment basis. You know we tell the ATO what we've earned. Um, so there's there's not that much they can do. You know in terms of um, you know work with their existing structures.
0: Yeah, I just thought that it might have made it a little bit made it a little bit easy for them to, rather than jumping in two feet first, um, just going for the when it comes back to Australia because, look, realistically, we don't, you know, if, if you hold Bitcoin, most people in the community, for example, are not spending that. There's not that many areas where you can actually go and pay. Like with currency, it would have just seemed a little bit more maybe user friendly, acceptable to dip a toast in the water with. When you do sell it back to Australian dollars, therefore, it is a taxable event. Look, they've done what they've done, and they're not going to change it for for, for love nor money. I can't imagine. That being said, I, I just feel like it's it's, it's going to be it, it it's going to be pretty hard for them to be able to monitor this properly.
1: Yeah, absolutely no doubt. Yeah, it's some. Um It's something that all, you know, governments around the world will be, you know, scratching their heads over. And, you know, that's why there's a lot of commentary about regulation. Um, Yeah, it's one of, you know, it's one of the big fears about people who are into crypto that it's going to be um, regulated away. And one of the key reasons is because, you know, there are concerns over people using it and not paying tax. And, you know, the government's tax base being eroded. So, I mean, yeah, the government's, I mean, as I said, all, all around the world, you know, governments are, Will be trying to make sure that th- they don't lose money. And I think it's probably more an issue <laughs> if people are transacting with crypto through, you know, business dealings and that sort of thing, because they could potentially lose the GST and and then the tax on profits. I mean, well, people are trading. I mean, th- they do stand to lose some, but quite a few people made losses, so there might be some, you know, big. Re- yeah, that's right. There might be some big refunds coming, you know, crypto traders' way.
0: Well, the the, the interesting thing is that, um, you know, I want everybody to be aware that, you know, tax. I'm I'm all for paying tax. I've never had an issue with it. people have asked me all the time, well, you know, well, I might move to Puerto Rico, I might move to here. It's like why? So you so you don't pay some tax? It's like. We live in the, one of the best places in the world. There's a reason that we live in one of the best places in the world because, you know, we do have tax to pay and just because you've got lots of money doesn't mean that you still shouldn't pay it down to the little guy that needs to help and if you haven't got a lot of money, the tax is there to help you for that. There's so many reasons why tax is there and should be paid at the 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 fear of paying tax it's it, it, that's not the issue for me it's the the lack well from what I see from people coming to me anyway it's a lack of people's understanding uh, and you know having somebody like you especially in Australia to help everybody with that it's, it's a really big step in the right direction because at the end of the day we do need to pay our taxes. If you want to be clear on what the rulings are, we need to be speaking with a professional in the space that can help us. Um, You know, being in business, it's, it's not about doing everything yourself. You've got to outsource a huge amount of things to people. And, you know, most people, if they are in business, at an absolute minimum, they'll have a solicitor and they'll have an accountant. They're the first two people most businesses will have to have because they're setting their businesses up in a certain way. It doesn't really change here in crypto, guys. It's really, really, really important to uh, understand the uh, the implications of you, uh, your trading and investing, and Angus is somebody that can help. Is there anything – I mean, where, where do people find more about you, mate? How, how do we get more information from you?
1: Um, yeah, the website's cryptoaccounts.com.au. Um, and, yeah, email angus at cryptoaccounts.com.au. I'm in Melbourne, so if you want to pop in, I'm more than happy. Um, yeah, so send an email. If you, you know got any initial queries, happy to help. Um, yeah, and go from there.
0: Mate, I mean, you must be pretty busy at the moment.
1: Yeah, I am actually. But a lot of, um, a lot of spreadsheets from um, exchanges that people are sending in and going, okay, oh, let's work out the tax on this. So, yeah, it's a bit, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging working, working it all out and all that, but, you know, it's all, it's all fine.
0: That's one of the things about being at the forefront of a new industry, mate, and um, you are there. We are there. We're all trying to work it out together. The good thing is that we are all trying to work it out. Um, So look, I I really appreciate having you on the show, mate. It's uh, to give us a little bit of understanding, hopefully for a lot of the listeners, you'll understand a little bit more about it now. And for those of you that are still left scratching your head a little bit or want a bit of help, please make sure you do reach out to Angus. That's Angus Morrison of Crypto Accounts, cryptoaccounts.com.au to get more information and to have a chat with the man himself. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Angus. I really appreciate your time. And I hope that uh, you don't get too bombarded with uh, everybody from the show.
1: Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for your time, Angus. Bye for now.
1: The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters.